Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. and welcome to today's podcast in which I'm joined by a guest who we were just talking about time zones before so as we record this I'm at 5.45pm uh, in the afternoon and Brandon is at 9.45am on uh, the Pacific Coast in Los Angeles. So welcome to today's podcast Brandon, good to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. And it, it says here in the information that you've sent me that you run and operate an SEO uh, optimizer uh, business since 2007. You're a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which in turn, and this is really important, converts into clients, sales, leads, etc. Because you know, I know lots of people who get the traffic, but then the traffic just doesn't convert. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, you've been in business since 2007. Is that the continuous same business or have you had multiple versions of the business? Well, I first got involved with digital marketing yep. in 2007. So the first job I got doing digital marketing, I had no idea what it was. They said, yep. don't worry, we don't know much about it either. This is after I graduated from college, got my degree in business marketing. But they took me to classes and workshops and seminars. And after working there for a few months, I realized that I could just pick up clients here and there and that I could go to like a restaurant and be like, hey, you want to rank at the top of Google? I'll help you doing your SEO, search engine optimization, and yeah. get you ranked on the top of Google. So after I first got that job, I realized that I could just pick up freelance clients here and there. And ever since then, I've been picking up clients here and there. I didn't focus 100% on my business because... I was happy to have a job, have a college, and happy to make some extra money on the side, picking up some freelance clients. But over the years, I just realized maybe I should really just focus on this SEO company that I have. While I was working at different advertising agencies, I would be working on the company and built it up to where I was able to quit my job a few years ago and just really focus on the company now. Yeah. And and listeners, there's a, there's a good reason I asked that question, because as, as I looked at the date and I thought, OK, we're in 2022 now. 2007 is a while ago. You know, I, I was still in the construction business then and I didn't become a coach until 2009. And listeners, I'm looking at Brandon and I suddenly thought 2007. I looked at the image that I'm seeing in front of me, listeners, and the age of how you look, Brandon, didn't quite compute with having your own business to, since 2007. So <laughs> thanks for explaining that and setting the timeline. That's well worth knowing. You, yeah, yeah. you were explaining before the recording, obviously you, you drink a lot of water uh, and we've said, you know, we, we can't talk too much about water um, because we've, we've talked about that many times before. But I'm more interested in the reason behind that. You know, is, is there a reason you'd like to share behind why you drink so much water? Is it, is it health? Is it allergies? Uh, and you also said that you drink smoothies. So tell us a little bit about the smoothies as well that you drink. Um, used to drink a lot of soda. So growing up, realized soda is probably not the best to be drinking all the time. So yeah. started drinking water. And just after a while, you just 
don't really crave sodas or that sugar anymore. So yeah, kind of just kicked that maybe 10 years ago, a while ago, wow. the sodas and just, yeah, water is the best. I mean, our bodies are made of water. So water is always going to be the best one. And then smoothies, I'll drink those every once in a while just to get some extra nutrients and wasn't always the healthiest year growing up. So trying to make up for that, make up for that now by having smoothies and just trying to get on all those vitamins and fruits and veggies and just trying to yeah. make up for that time. Any favorite ingredients in the smoothie? I just kind of throw it all in together, but I do like cacao, okay. which is the natural chocolate. Yeah. And that one always makes any smoothie taste really good. So if you're putting a wow. bunch of things in there that aren't the most flavorful, cacao is amazing and it's healthy and it's natural and it's yeah. organic. Again, so if you don't want it, if you can't have chocolate, this is all natural and the best. Yeah, I must admit, I've never tried that in a smoothie. Um, I went to see Tony Robbins some years ago. Uh, actually, it was 2005 the first time and 2007 the second time. And he got me on juicing. And I went out and bought one of these Jack LaLanne juicers, power juicers, which I know we're used to a lot of TV advertising in the US. And I bought one of these power juicers. And it opened up the whole world, not necessarily smoothies, but of actually getting different fruits and different vegetables. I loved some of the vegetables that you could do in the juicer. You have the celeries, the cucumbers, and such strong tastes. If you have a vegetable uh, which is quite bland, when you blend it or when you smooth it, it, it can very often get quite a strong taste to the drink. So, yeah, that opened up a whole new world to me as well. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I love my smoothies and my juices as well. Yep, can't go wrong with them. They are delicious and... Yeah. Definitely. A little cacao and smoothie makes it amazing if you don't I'm, like the flavor. But. I'm going to give that a go. I've, uh, I've, got, I've got a mission this weekend to, to do a banana smoothie for, for my wife. She's been craving a banana smoothie. So I might try a little bit of uh, banana and uh, cacao in there. That might just put an extra twist. It might give me some brownie points as well. So that would be good. Yeah, yeah. A little banana shakes, banana yep. smoothie. Definitely. So thinking about your your business then so you've been in, in seo search engine optimization for 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 some time um what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've been working on either in your own business or in the sector of seo well the most important thing with seo is always <clears throat> building backlinks yeah getting other websites to talk about you the more websites that talk about you the more trust google gives to you and that's a big part of their algorithm is getting backlinks and backlinks are just clickable links from one website that point to another. So if you're reading an article, let's say on entrepreneur.com yeah. and in there it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on that and it goes from entrepreneur.com to my website, then I'd be getting a backlink from entrepreneur. So the more websites that mention you, the more trust Google is going to give to you. And that is what I spend a lot of my day doing is trying to figure out how to build relationships with other websites and get them to link out to you. So it's, so it's interesting because I think, you know, many people don't understand SEO and they see it as a, you know, sort of dark art of some sort. And I remember years and years and years ago, people talking about backlinks then. So it's good to hear that that core function of SEO in backlinks is still relevant today. Do you, do you think uh, that's that, how, yeah sorry yeah, yeah think, that's how google's 
I'd say. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, so I've got a slight satellite delay. Um, we are going halfway around the world, aren't we? So we're not doing too bad here. Do you? I just want to ask a question because you you touched on something there that pricked my ears and might have done the listeners as well. Yeah, I I get you know people to go on to uh, directories etc to list themselves on directories for backlinks. Uh, if I've got any clients who might ask me a question, I'm nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about SEO, but backlinks are always the one thing that I always mention. Is it about having the backlink, or is it about people using the backlink? What's what's the difference between just being listed as a link on somebody else's website, or actually people clicking through, as you said, entrepreneur.com, and actually working back through the use of the link? What's the difference? Um, so for SEO, we really want just the backlink, just a clickable link on another website. Great. That's the most important, but Google also looks at how many people click on it. So that helps out. Not sure how big of an impact that has versus just getting the backlink. The backlink is really number one, yeah. but getting people to click it is always a bet bonus. Like if you get traffic from it as well, yeah. that's always great. But backlink really just builds that trust up. So Google ranks you higher for your keywords, which is really going to bring you more traffic indefinitely because you might be on the homepage of entrepreneur for a day, but after a month or two months or couple yeah. years you're gonna be buried somewhere so not that many people are still gonna be seeing it and clicking it but google will see that clickable backlink that builds up that trust which is really what we want to go for but we do want traffic too i mean traffic is great nobody's gonna say we don't want traffic but yeah. we ultimately want that clickable link that's that's the main goal yeah thinking about the the recent uh, whole crisis that we've had of the pandemic and how people were in lockdowns what have you seen as a change of how you've had to work in, in your own business and perhaps how you've had to either work with clients or how, how you've had to acquire clients? Definitely a lot more Zoom meetings. Yeah. Less meeting people in person. I used to do like consultations and like would help people out and do like one-on-ones and show them what to do. But all that's really just now on Zoom. I haven't really met with people. Well, just a few people, but... It's tough now, but Zoom also opens it up so we could connect across the world and yeah. we don't have to be in the same location, which is nice. So it's got the pros and the cons, but being in person, I feel like it's a little bit better get that connection. But for now, we got to love technology for all the things that it has because Zoom and all these things are really helping out, making it a lot easier because if we didn't have this, it would be much tougher to deal with all these things. But nowadays it's not as bad. So working from home and all this is not as hard as it used to be. No, no, definitely. Have you have you seen a rise in people wanting to improve their their rankings and their ability for their prospects to find them? Have people wanted to do more digitally in acquiring new leads and prospects themselves? Do you think is is that been a shift? Yeah, there's been a little bit of a shift. Okay, maybe a little bit in some like industries, but haven't seen too much of a big change, but definitely the beginning lost a lot of clients out a lot of local businesses that has shut down, but now things are kind of picking back up. People are realizing got to adjust and adapt and can't just sit there hoping things are going to change. You got to really just be able to adapt and adjust. And the only constant is change in life. So got to be always ready to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there any particular sectors that you work 
more with uh, or any sectors that you find that your your skills are better suited to or is it a, a broad spectrum it's more of a broad spectrum it's not really picking one industry i know some people focus only on doctors or lawyers or realtors but yeah. so if you have a website and a viable business that's selling a legitimate product or service to help you out for the most part so because it's just changing the keywords and changing the backlinks from websites related to real estate to websites related to law or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah. same strategy for the most part, it's just changing the tactics for each yeah. industry. Yeah. And your niche is certainly more one of the service that you deliver, isn't it? But so yeah, that you, you're narrowing that niche by, by doing that, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And I'm sure the listeners probably would have thought as well that, um, and it, it varies. You know, it's when lockdowns happened, some businesses stepped up their marketing because they knew that they'd got to attract people in a different way and they saw online marketing as a, a presence. But also there is the, the counter side to that of people not having the money, not having the budgets to spend and people cut their marketing budgets and their SEO, etc. And it's interesting you say that really you saw a little bit of difference, but not a lot. And uh, yeah, I suspect that's probably because of that imbalance and certainly here in the UK people tell me the same with digital marketing that it stayed about the same but it was a shift between the two extremes of so some people doing more and some people doing a lot less and it sort of balanced out overall so uh, good good to hear it didn't have too much of an impact um, from a from a point of view Brandon of the area that you live in Los, Los Angeles um, and you know what kind of businesses are in that area and how receptive they are to being online, etc. You know, I always have a perception that that area is, you know, a lot more businesses have a web presence, a lot more businesses are online and they're, you know, they're working digital at the best that it can be and feel that we here in the UK are falling perhaps a little bit behind that. Um, any insights into perhaps the, the local area and the businesses in the area and how they uh, do perceive websites? Um, I mean, most are pretty open to having a website. They know that if you're not online, well, for the most part, yep. most businesses know that. If you're not online, then you're missing out because your competitors are there and they're going to be capturing that traffic. But in general, it's more just teaching them, explaining them the benefits of why they should be online because... SEO is a tricky one. Not many people really understand it. A little bit more people understand it nowadays versus 2007, but still kind of that unknown. So a lot of education and letting people know why they need it. But I feel like most people understand they need a website, but SEO is a different thing that's yeah. a little bit more tricky. Yeah, see, I, I mean, one trend I've noticed here in the UK is that less and less website builders offer SEO as a service. So you know, I remember back to... You know, 2009 2010 if you had a website seo was usually a function that was provided by the website people here in the uk certainly um, but i've seen a real shift because i think it really does need a skill and a learning of its of its own and you know, be good at what you're good at you know and if you're good at building websites but you're not that good at seo then stick to websites and leave the seo to the experts is that a shift that you've seen as well or has that been pretty steady as well? 
Yeah, I mean, it's always kind of been like that. Like if you're building a website, you shouldn't be offering SEO and vice versa. Like I could, I built my own websites, but I would never offer it as a service because that's yeah. not my area of expertise. But SEO was a lot easier back in 2007 that it's put a couple keywords in different places and it's a lot easier versus now you put keywords on your website, it's not going to do anything. So but that's maybe why people aren't offering it as much because back in 2007, there wasn't as much work that needed to be done. Now it sure. is a full-time job that needs to be maintained and constantly updated to keep those rankings. It's not just a one-time let's set it and forget it. And what, you know, you've, you've given us lots of things that you've been working on, working on in different ways on Zoom uh, and different ways you've been working with people. What kind of impact has that had on the business? Has it helped it reach to a wider market? Has it helped it grow? Um, just give us a bit of an idea of, of how it's been since all of this has taken place. Well, it's been the same for the most part because I've always had clients all over the world. So that never changed. It's just... Now we're doing everything on Zoom, even for local businesses that are gotcha. in Los Angeles. We're not really meeting as yeah, much yeah. person. But other than that, I've always been working with people all over the world. As long as it's in English, the website, I could help it out. Because yeah. once in a foreign language, translators don't work. Google Translate doesn't work perfectly. And you really know, need to know the, the language really well to rank on Google. Like Google really looks at the semantics of your content your writing, your verbiage, the grammar and all that stuff. And if it's broken, it's not proper. It actually drops you down or devalues your website. So if I'm trying to rank international websites and they're in foreign languages that I don't know fully, then it makes it really tough. Whereas in the past, it was a little bit easier, but Google's really getting down on the human language and the trying to understand the human language, artificial intelligence, semantic web and all that stuff that they're going towards. They're not there yet, but they're trying to get there. I mean, I, I always have sympathy with anybody that works with, with Google or social media because they just can't stop altering the algorithms, can they? They can't stop moving the goalposts. It must be so difficult as a business to keep track of all the new things and the the way in which you've got to interpret things differently. Like you said there with language, you know, and okay, it might not happen overnight, but that, that you know, to me... You know, I have some sympathy because that must be really, really hard work. But also that's why we need to come to somebody like you who is on top of what's new, what's current and, and what needs to be done right now when it comes to things like SEO. It, it, am I right in having that sympathy? Yeah, and it keeps it more interesting too. Like if everything was the same over and over again, okay. it's a little old. So Google updating their algorithm pretty much daily makes it yeah. interesting because always trying to figure out what's going on and trying to reverse engineer so, so I can have a little bit less sympathy because being different is part of keeping the excitement and the, the interest in the job that you have as well. So that's good. Yeah, well, you've made me feel slightly better now. So thanks for that, Brandon. So if, if people want to, to reach out to you, find out more about what you do, or if there's anything you want to offer to the listeners, where, where do you want the listeners to go today? So I created a special gift for all the listeners if they okay. go to my website seooptimizers.com that's yep. s-e-o-o-p-t-i-m-i-z-e-r-s.com forward slash gift they can find that there which i put all my classes up there as well so if they want to learn more all my classes i've done over the years are all up there for free about seo wow. and digital marketing and social media and also if they want a consultation 
on their website from an SEO perspective. I'm happy to analyze it and let them know what's working, what's not working, and they can book a time on my calendar for free as well there. And yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff there, resources to help them out with their digital marketing. Great. So you, you've given us a real insight, and this this for me as being a real sort of SEO masterclass on some of the the key things that you've you've mentioned. I won't use the say you use the phrase keywords, but the key things. If you could give the the listeners one tip or one thing that they could do after they've finished listening to this podcast, um, you know something practical. What would that be, Brandon? That you'd like to share with with the listeners. Oh, an easy thing that everyone could do is just add more text to their website, more oh. content. Google really feeds off text, not images, not videos, but text. The more text you have on every single page on your website, the easier it is for the search engines to read that text, understand what that text is, understand what keywords you're targeting, and rank you for the proper keywords. But content is so very important. The more content you put on each page of your website, the better your rankings will be. So that's one thing that you don't need to be tech savvy or no coding is just add more text to every page on your website and you'll definitely see an improvement in your rankings. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's interesting because, you know, I, I've had a few clients recently who've had a revamp or even complete, you know, new overhaul of websites. And there seems to be with website designers, a trend to less and minimalistic, and that that's really difficult, isn't it? You know, if, if they're giving you less space to put text in, um, that that must be a bit of a conflict with with the client. Of you know, I've got you know Brandon who's saying lots of content, and I agree with you. You know, uh, people read text as well. Yeah, you know, they you have know, different perceptions of images, but actually the text is the text. How how do people perhaps handle that minimalist? trend in website design compared to the the need to keep the level of text up there how, how can they counteract that there's always been that fight between web developers and seo is yep. you don't want to put a bunch of content on your website because it yep. looks ugly but if you don't put that text there google's not going to be able to read that and understand what keywords you're targeting so i tell people throw at the very bottom of the page because most people are never going to scroll down but google will see from top to bottom so Google will ah, see that, but most people never really scroll down on the website. So just throw that at the very bottom of your page and you're good to go. It doesn't matter where that text is, if it's at the top, middle, bottom, as long as it's somewhere on that page, that's really what matters most is just getting it somewhere on there. So give the website guys the win of the pretty stuff at the top and then get the words in at the bottom. I love that. I think that's a great tip. Would, would pages, I mean, blog articles, case studies, long testimonials would that kind of thing help as well in adding content to the site or is it best for it to be on the the home page uh, on the on the front of the site no it helps everywhere but if you're just putting testimonials that becomes duplicate content so you have to put original content on each okay. page you yeah. have testimonials case studies but you also need unique content for each page because each page google just reads the same stuff they're going to just think that every page is targeting the same keywords and then you're competing against yourself for all those keywords and you become your own competitor. And Google also doesn't know what keywords to rank you for. So yeah. you gotta put some original content on each page that's gonna help Google know that this page is targeting this content, this page is targeting this content. It's not just gonna all blend together. Yeah, yeah. And that's great, because I see a lot of people do that where they'll put a testimonial reel of some sort 
uh, on their home page and then they'll link that to a testimonial page so that's not unique content because it's just replicating what's already on one of the other pages that's a great tip so thank you for that final question then uh, of, of the podcast uh, I mentioned at the beginning uh, one of my aims of this podcast is to get my top 10 business hero authors onto this podcast and I've actually got one of those who's actually been released today as we as we talk if you were going to have your next smoothie uh, or your next uh, sort of flask of water whilst reading a favorite book what would be your favorite book Brandon either fictional or business um I'm usually reading more business books just trying to yeah. learn different strategies and different techniques and one that I've always liked was like always be testing and it's all about just like a b testing split yeah. testing your website seeing what works what doesn't work and that one's always been really interesting because that one people don't really talk about too much conversion rate optimization, A-B testing, and just how to convert that traffic that gets to your website into leads or sales or phone calls, whatever that is, because that really is the most important thing, I feel like, is getting those conversions. Yeah. I, I, so the, the book is actually always be testing? Yep. Yep. Great. Okay. Well, we need to, I mean, that's one that's not on my list, so I need to go and check that. And I think that's quite a valuable tool that you shared there, Brandon, because you know, we, we hear that phrase, oh, we should A-B split test. We should test what's working and what's not. But we very rarely do because we don't actually understand how we can test or what the importance of testing uh, is as well. And, you know, that's absolutely crucial, isn't it? Like you say, for conversion, you know, really, really important as well, getting those quality leads. Yep, yep, it's so very important. And a lot of people, unfortunately, overlook it or don't think about it. But it is something you really need to think about, especially when you're building your website. Build the website for conversions. Optimize it as much as possible to get leads, get sales, get phone calls. Ah, now that's now, now that there's a, a little nugget just in itself. So build your website for conversions and your SEO to get the leads. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Perfect. So I'm I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna ask another question now. Sorry, because we've got a few minutes, so I'm just gonna tip this one in if I, if I can because I know the listeners are probably thinking about this right now I mentioned at the beginning about getting traffic is one thing but converting it could you share because uh, you you know thank you for sharing so much today but could you share anything that we can do to actually improve the conversion of those leads because you know getting traffic is one thing but getting the right traffic and quality traffic is something different any little insights or nuggets that you could share today for that Brandon um, do the a B testing test out your website see send people one version of your website send people another version and see which one converts because there is no perfect website it's all about testing seeing what works what doesn't work and once you find a winner test that against something else because and there is no perfect website you could keep yeah. testing and test indefinitely until until you're done testing, until you can't test anymore. Yeah, but yeah. there's always things moving pixels up a little bit, changing the font size, changing the color, changing the text, changing whatever you can, but test yeah. as much as you can because the more you test, the more you're going to learn and you're going to make more statistically important decisions versus just guessing, saying, yeah. I think this is the right color. Let's actually test it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting what you said there because, you know, I know I've been guilty of this before. Yeah. I'm, 
I test, I find the winner, and then I stop testing. And certainly yeah, what you shared with us here is find the winner and then test it to find if there's a better winner, another winner, isn't it? You know, it's keeping that always, always testing. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So always be testing. Be fantastic. Yep. So we, we've got the website, uh, listeners, to go and check out. Um, it sounds like there's a whole vast amount of resources there that branding is offering as a gift to you as listeners to this podcast. So SEO optimizers dot com and for us in the uk that's optimizers with a z or a z not with an s so make sure you get the z in there uh forward slash gift and i've not pronounced your your last name brandon deliberately because i wanted to make sure that you pronounced it correctly so if people are searching for you who would they search for just give us your name and and pronounce it for us as well yeah it is brandon Lebowitz. Okay, and Leibowitz is spelt. It is L E I B O W I T Z or Z. Perfect. And Brandon is uh, B R A N D O N as well. Yeah, that one's so, easier. Yeah, yeah, it is. But you know, again, there's a couple of little variances sometimes, isn't there, that people do? So we know we've we've got that one there. Uh, well, thank you for for being a guest. You've given us some quite. Um, unconditional insights into SEO and into what you're doing. I think listeners, you'll agree that what Brandon's showing us is a complete knowledge of you know, what we should be doing to get more traffic, which then in turn converts into clients, sales and leads as well. Uh, so check out that website, check out uh, Brandon out there, search for him on LinkedIn, I, I should imagine uh, other platforms as well. And thank you so much for giving your time. And thank you for that really good insight into the testing as well. I think that's uh, something very important for us to take away, particularly with things like keywords. Just keep testing. Always be testing. That's a book recommendation for today. Yep. Thanks for having me on today. And and I look forward to uh, perhaps hearing of some new flavors that you've got in the smoothies uh, as as well. I'll I'll let you know how the uh, the cacao goes in the in the banana smoothie at the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know for sure, definitely. So, listeners, now it's your over to you. Okay, you can listen to what you've heard us talk about, or or you can, I would suggest, stop, go back, listen to it again, get a notepad take some notes. Brandon has given us so much in here. I feel that this is a podcast that you need to stop and pause, take some notes of what you need to do and work through this podcast. Use it as a study guide. Use it as somewhere to get started, to give you the inspiration to do more with your SEO and then reach out, look at that seooptimizers.com forward slash gift website and take a look at it, get the resources, learn more and take a consultation with Brandon. I know and I'm sure you'll know from this podcast, you won't be disappointed with any conversation that you have with Brandon. And as always, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.